Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International Noonday Bible Study. We are so glad to be here today, another day that God has spared us, another day that we have an opportunity to give him praise, honor, and glory. We bless him, we honor him, and we bless his holy and righteous name. Truly God is good and his mercy is everlasting. Uh, we bless him, we thank him. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We bless him. We thank you. This greet you. We bring you greetings from Life of the World Christian Tabernacle International, uh, located at 583 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia, where our co-founder is Archbishop Ruth W. Smith. Our senior pastor is Pastor Oshibar Hartman and Lady E. And we thank God for you, you, and especially you being here today. Amen. Another day that we can uh, give God praise. And we thank God that uh, we are a worldwide ministry, and our focus and our vision is to see a world without darkness. And we thank God that we're doing it one soul at a time. Amen. And we love God. We appreciate him, everything that he's doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for those who are online. We bless your, your uh, Lord for you and you. And we'll get started this morning with a word of this afternoon with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into what we're going to study today, which is Romans, the 13th chapter. Amen. I want to give God the glory and the honor for another day and another opportunity that we can call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So we just bless you today, Lord God, because you are the mighty God, that you are the Prince of Peace, you are the great deliverer, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our peace and you are our joy, oh God. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you and we honor you and we glorify your name, Lord God. You are so worthy of the praise, God. So God, we come Lifting up your name this morning, Lord God, thanking you, Lord God, for giving us another opportunity, Lord God, hallelujah, to study your word, to show ourselves approved unto you, workmen that need not be ashamed, but able to write and divide the word of truth. Thank you, Lord God, for this great Bible study, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that we know more about your word when we get ready to leave this place than what we know. Uh, at this time, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you for your clarity. We thank you for your your word. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your power, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. So we thank you, God. And we trust you, Lord. With all of our heart, we lean not to our own understanding, but in everything we acknowledge you. God, and you shall and you will direct our pathway. So, God, we thank you that the earth is yours and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Everything belongs to you, Lord. So, Father, we thank you for this written word. We thank you for this rhema word. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. We bless you and we honor you, Lord. That as the word go forth on today, that we will hear your word, we will receive your word, and we will do your word in Jesus' name. Come on and give God glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
take a little time out to thank God for the many blessings he's given me. When I look back over my life and I see where he brought me from, I can truly say that I've been blessed. Let me tell you, woke up this morning, got out of my bed. I looked around, here's what I said. Thank you, Lord, for the blood you shed. You put a roof up over my head. Thank you, Lord, for another day. All these blessings you sent my way. I could have been dead in some lonesome grave, but, but you told old dead, you told it to get back and behave. them 
And now he's getting down to how we should respond. There's eight commands relating to Christian conduct to neighbors, how we should treat our neighbors. Uh, it's one thing to treat the government a certain way. It's another thing to treat, treat the mayor and the senator and all those a certain way and the rules that they put in place. But now we want to uh, talk about how we're going to treat our neighbors. And so uh, um, we, we, we're going to be at verses 8, 9, and 10. 8, 9, and 10 is going to cover uh, uh, how do we treat our neighbors. Uh, because, um, you know, pe- people say, uh, you don't bother me, I don't bother you. And they put up their walls and they live, try to live on their own. But no man, uh, my mom always says, is an island. We all need somebody some of the time. And we need God all the time. Amen. So today we're going to start off with uh, um the 8th, 9th, and 10th verse. And we're going to ask Ella, please, if she don't mind reading that for us, and let's start digging into verses 8. Amen. Glory to God. I have the um, New American Standard for this reading today. And on 8, it says, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves is has um, loved his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Mm-hmm. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. Mm-hmm. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying: mm-hmm. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Love does not wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Mm-hmm. Amen. Awesome. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. So, as, uh, uh, as Pastor said, um, we're getting into the uh, now about uh, um, commands regarding Christian conduct, but it also the law. Because we were mm-hmm. first talking about civil law, right? How right, you right. your um, uh, government and law officers and all, and so now we're talking about um, the law uh, for Christians or the spiritual or the righteous law mm-hmm. concerning uh, how to treat one another and especially uh, your neighbor. And uh, but when it says in eight. Um, owe nothing to anyone. Mm-hmm. Even if we stop there, of course, we have to understand this has nothing to do with owing a just debt mm-hmm. to someone or a material thing. Yeah. And especially, you know, if you loan, we would like to mm-hmm. always give and not expect back for some things we Thank do you. loan. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you are the borrower, you know, not the lender, Mm-hmm. But still, as Christians, uh, uh, if you are the borrower, that you you return or you pay back. Right. Yes. So we right. can't say, well, the law says, oh, no, man, nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't owe you anything. So mm-hmm. it's making that clear here. Says you and you are not obligated to obey your brethren as you would an officer of the law. 
for a civil ruler, mm-hmm. but you are obligated to love your brethren. So one of the things, and uh, that was in verse 8 that I was going to throw out there <laughs> because uh, my one of my commentaries was saying you're not obligated, you know, to uh, obey them as you would this, uh, you know, uh, law mm-hmm. enforcement officer. Right. So you remember that there's a, something called, uh, uh, I saw it on TV a long time ago. It was on, I think, Andy Griffin or Mayberry or something. And uh, uh, Gomer was making a citizen's arrest, citizen's arrest. So <laughs> I just wanted to know, throw that out there and see what, when they say you, you don't have to obey your fellow man as you would an officer. And so what about uh, this statement? And I wasn't quite sure if it's in every law uh, of a civil law that can be done. Mm-hmm. So I just was going to throw this question, what about, citizens arrest when you find someone doing unlawful things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing, you have to fight. Yeah. To help uphold you. Because if you see somebody breaking into somebody's house, that's your neighbor, you are obligated to report it. Now, you're not obligated to take matters in your own hands because you don't have the authority. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that, that's the difference. But you have the, the, the limit of responsibility or, or authority you have is to make that phone call. Right, make that phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily the arrest. No. Right. We see in very prevalent nowadays oh, yeah. where people will take it that one step further. And um, even when they think someone is breaking in someone's mm-hmm. house and, and, and whatever, and, and shoot them. So it, it has been uh, in the news several times. Certain people moved into a neighborhood. He gone to his own house. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they not only just, you know, try to do this thing, arrest or, or call, they actually take, you know, into their own hands, shoot the people at the doorstep. And, and they live there, but just because they didn't know it or hadn't seen them. So um, that was, you know, just something that I put out there because it's so prevalent mm-hmm. that uh, people have their weapons and right to bear arms and mm-hmm. things. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not saying anything against that, but um, you see, uh, 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 like I know there's a, a, a noise or a nuisance law in some communities. So, and one of the things that happened uh, this uh, past week was that a man shot an eight-year-old girl. I don't know if you saw or heard that. He shot an eight-year-old girl because she made too much noise. <clears throat> and she played his things loud. He was a neighbor. And um, he actually oh, shot her because of she made too much noise. And he complained to them, I guess, I don't know, this is uh, an assumption that he complained mm-hmm. to the parents or to that household. Mm-hmm. And it continued, and he killed the girl. Ah, wow. Same thing happened. Same thing. Yes. Male, because he was doing the black. Oh yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, and so um, so what Paul is saying is that the only debt we should have is to love. We shouldn't owe no man 
if we uh, have a debt, we ought to pay that debt. If, if, if we're obligated to do anything, if we're obligated to pay our tithes, we're obligated to pay our, our, our light bill, our phone bills, whatever bills we have, we're obligated, we are obligated to pay those. But don't let, don't let it never to say that I don't have to love. I'm not obligated to love. We are always obligated to love in spite of who it is. And this is not the love that we have, but it's got to be agape. Because it says we should never owe. Owe no man anything. You should never never be in debt to anybody if possible. But especially, so the only debt you should have is love. And uh, so, you know, in verse 9, then it's, it's, it's a repeat of the commandments, and so, like you say, uh, we can derive that from that, uh, uh, the commandments, but when they start to uh, miss these, like adultery and uh, these types of of things that he was saying, but like you say, this has to do with, with your neighbor, has to do with the brethren, it has to do with Christian conduct, and... Um, one of the things I looked up that I hadn't thought about before in committing adultery, that it deprives, well, I knew that, but not in the word, that it deprives a man of his wife. Because if he thinks she's been with someone else, sometimes I, it was a, a thing even where someone was raped. And the man, I know the person had spoken to, well, and, and the husband would not have intimacy with his wife anymore. So it deprives a man uh, of his wife. And the other thing, it robs a woman, of course, we know, of her virtue. Mm-hmm. And I guess it is that some people may be only, um, uh, um, you know, a young girl mm-hmm. that can have virtue, but then mm-hmm. they don't think about a married woman mm-hmm. virtue. having virtue. And you rob her of that virtue when her pledge is to her her husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, false witness, of course, a lot of that is going along of not telling the truth on someone. It robs them of their good name. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we see a lot of that, too, in politics, and they right. begin to nitpick all the way down the line till they can get someone maybe in that political, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, uh, uh whatever side of the fence that they're on and tell they can purposely mm-hmm. they they have people out to go to mm-hmm. do that to mm-hmm. try to smear somebody's mm-hmm. name mm-hmm. and they don't I guess they don't realize, you know, and they put it on the news and it's half right and they are bearing false witness, but it goes back to uh uh Deuteronomy uh this six, four and five, the Shema mm-hmm. about um Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, mm-hmm. and you should love the Lord your God. And then it gets down, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. And I just had to take that as, mm, like I think last week or the, something before it was said, that love people as you want to be loved or love people as you would like to be treated because some people don't love themselves. They don't have self-love. And so as we look at love thy neighbor as thyself, you know, 
this man that killed that eight-year-old girl, he must not have loved himself too much. Too much. So it, it, I don't know if, you know, we can't take a twist on it. The word says what the word says, and it means, but um, I went back to look at uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5 on that particular one. Mm-hmm. As, we, as we study, as we study discipleship, yeah, uh, which is to follow, teaching up, right? And and in order to follow, you got to speak, because you can. Uh, the person needs to demonstrate what they want you to do. Because a lot of times we can we can see a uh, a writing of a description, but when it's demonstrated, it's plainer. It's easier to follow when you see it demonstrated. So when Jesus came, he demonstrated how we ought to love God and how we ought to love our neighbor. And so um, uh, even John, First uh, John uh, 4 and 7 says, uh, and this is like an acid test of those who uh, have experience with God, and have been born again, he said, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And so uh, 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 Paul is stressing to them, Let's love, if you, no matter what you do in life, never feel like you already paid all your love. You don't have to give any more love. No, love is like a fountain that never runs dry. Uh, agape love is, is, is and, and we, that's what we're talking about now, agape love that, that you don't love just the person but you love God, and it manifests in how you treat the person. <laughs> because it's not about the person, it's about God. Because people can have you dislike them <laughs> based on them, but you got to love them based on God. <laughs> uh, and, and that's not something you do just to be doing. You have to be born again so love can be expressed through you. And uh, my commentary says that this is not having to do with owing just debt of money and other material things. It simply expresses the idea that Christians owe to each other mutual love. You are not bound to your brethren to obey them as you have civil leaders, but you are bound to them by love. <laughs> when you really love, you will not trespass the moral law, deprive any man of his wife, rob a woman from her virtue, take the life of anyone, hate anyone, take the property of anyone, rob a man of his good name, covered one thing or another, love only yourself, work ill towards anyone. Any other 
commandment necessary for this Christian to obey is covered in the proper the pop the proper love to one neighbor. And how you know the Jesus told his disciples, they will know you're my disciple by what? <laughs> by your love. Uh now the love now they love God so much that that when they got whooped, instead of uh, having a pity party, they had a celebration that they were treated the same way Jesus was treated. Uh, because of the love of God. So did, it, the, they didn't matter what happened to them because they loved God. And so uh, we owe this love to everybody. It's a debt that we should always strive to pay. And that's why he's saying, owe no man. So he's saying the only thing you should owe anybody is love. It's hard because we don't love as the world loves. And I'm thinking way back to when this actually happened, you know, in America about a man went in the uh, Amish schoolhouse mm-hmm. and killed all those children. Mm-hmm. But yet the, 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 the parents of one of the killed children reached out to, they killed the man, but his mm-hmm. wife was still, you know, there, yeah. and I think that's how it goes, and her child. And they went out and, and you know, um, offered their condolences for yeah. For the husband, mm-hmm. she didn't understand, and they would even bring in her things because she's a widow now, and, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. bringing her food and things, and she couldn't understand uh, the Amish reaching out to her like that. And when her husband had so much hate that he killed mm-hmm. all those children, mm-hmm. and so you know that had to be a agape. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you to. know, and you killed mm-hmm. my child, and I'm. Now I'm serving you things, you know, mm-hmm. it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. to be. I don't think it can explain any other way. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and God does it to bring glory to himself because yeah. we know it's not normal. <laughs> yeah. It ain't natural yeah. to to not respond with hate. Yeah. If somebody mm-hmm. hurts you, automatically you need to hurt them back. And, and 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 that's why Jesus, when he came and began to teach on the Mount of Olives, saying, uh, "I know they say that uh, if if one, uh, an eye for an eye, <laughs> you've heard this before, but no, I tell you, if somebody slapped you on one cheek, turn the other." Ooh, that's that's easy. Something done. Huh? But we don't train up our children that way. And I wasn't even my dad said, "Don't you let nobody pick on you." They hit you, you hit them back. Mm-hmm. But we're we train that and that's what parents because parents can't be everywhere to defend their children mm-hmm. at the same time so I mean you know we get in another environment and it doesn't seem for the child like the right thing to do but you know that's what was drilled in us at home mm-hmm. yeah and don't let nobody hit you don't let nobody steal your this that and the other mm-hmm. you, you know defend yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't think that parents and our parents and grandparents were doing it to break the law of God, you know, necessarily, but 
I don't know, because I know you said y'all deal with that over there, but yeah. it, it stems, mm-hmm. and I don't think it stems from their parents hating other children and hating other families. I, I don't know, but mm-hmm. we, were, we, were, we were taught that, and yes, I did. Yes, I yeah, did. you did. Yes, I, yes, I did, and I defended myself. <laughs> Sometimes they were bigger or faster. I had to know when to hold them and know when to follow them. I'm right. with these feet are running, but yeah, I had to know when to walk away, yeah. run away from some of those things. But yeah. still, I would, I would fight. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that that the parents are really trying to do any ill will. Um, they is just trying to tell their kids to take care of themselves, and especially for me and the boys, they want to tell them you got to defend yourself, you got to do this, you got to do that. And it is kind of hard to get it out of them because we tell them, come to the authority figure. Somebody hit you, come to the authority figure. You're going to have somebody there. So that is kind of what we try to tell them over there. And if they're in the school, it's kind of the same way, but they do a lot of hitting. They do a hitting. But a school is on, and it's around the offer that somebody say fight. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I can remember clearly, I believe my parents, they used to tell us to tell the teacher. I didn't do too much fighting in school. Uh, I don't know. But that made me think of where this boy went to the classroom and he shot his teacher. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he got even with her mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it just seems to escalate or say that, you know, how change yeah. Yeah. with our children. children. Yeah. Because we coming up had no idea of doing something like that. Right. But now this this child goes and takes his mother's gun, mm-hmm. six years old, mm-hmm. and goes Go to school with it. Yeah. That's that's really takes it to another level. And that's teaching that animosity or whatever. Um, And that is like the kid, the mom go to school and they act up. And then so now the kid is going to act up too. So it's kind of like what what you be seeing. And back in the day when we was coming up, you didn't see that. Our parents didn't act like that. No. They didn't act like that. We didn't never see anything like that by, by our parents. Yeah, this, this, uh, this generation is exposed to too much. And, and, and so as, as, a, as a kindergarten, as an as a, 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 a elementary student, um, and I, I cringe to say elementary, include elementary students into that, uh, but at that level, you don't expect weapons. You expect, you know, and when we fought, and I'm talking about the Bahamas because that's where I grew up. So whatever is done in the United States, I can't tell. I can't say it's the same. I, I, but what what would happen is we would have a, a physical fight. And uh, uh, when you fought that day, whoever won, they won. Next day, fine. You done prove your point, and you you feel you you done got stronger. You want to prove yourself again? Let's do it. But that was the fifth fight. 
But now, because they are so used to playing games that has weapons, that that now they can shoot you, and the concept of that person being gone forever is not in their mind. Because the next day they start the game over, person pops back up. You see in the movie. And so in their thinking, they haven't really grasped that this is final. Death is, is on this earth is final for existence. You know, we know the spiritual world is, is something else. But they haven't grasped that because they grew up shooting. It's not hard for them to want to shoot because that's part of their fun now, to shoot. And so, so we got we got to be so mindful to show our children consequences. Because when we tell them, okay, do this, do that, we don't tell them about the consequences, and they don't think about consequences. Because after the game is over, you hit game, game over, you start back up. There's no consequences, but life has consequences. And so, when we when we try to show them at, at the community center is that. If you don't go to authority as a child or get used to going to authority, when you get become an adult, you're going to not go to authority. You're going to take matters in your own hands, and only two things happen when you take matters in your hands. You go to prison or you die. Which one do you want? I don't want any of There's two things going to happen. Yeah. Even if you win that fight, you lost. Because you don't have prison time. So, so we have to drill that into their head so they can see. And then we have news flashes with their, these rappers now getting going, getting sent to death. So now they see, oh, this thing really happened. But if we don't highlight that and let them know, see, this is what happened. They have to see consequences. And so our job is to, to show them to love one another, as not because somebody's lovable, <laughs> but because God is love. And so uh, uh, we have to, as Christians, we can't go around hating people. And if you love God, you want to do good because you're an expression of God. We're talking about discipleship. Well, uh, God, Jesus came to love the world. He gave himself. I mean, he he restrained himself from doing things that he could have done just to express his love for us. He 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 he, he did not uh, 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 go overboard and do things that he wanted to do. His will, he continued to say, "Not my will, but Thy will be done." And so, the sacrifice he made demonstrate us that we gonna make that sacrifice. For love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, when you love something, you'll sacrifice in a minute. Without thinking about it, you'll sacrifice. You'll think about the other person before you think about yourself. You'll think about what, what, what should I do in this instance, although I'm feeling a certain way, but my love is saying you can't do what you're feeling now because love covers a multitude of problems. 
being unselfish in a way. Not mm-hmm. selfish, mm-hmm. But, but unselfish when you think of what this would be for me and my family. And, you know, with the love part, <clears throat> brotherly Christian love, going back to verse 7, when it was talking about, you know, you had to um, render, you know, to all that do them. And in one of my notes I had, even if these law um, officers or the civil rulers, even if they are ungodly men, mm-hmm. but faithfully carrying out their civil responsibilities, they are to be respected, supported financially, your taxes, and obeyed while they're on duty, obeyed on duty. Mm-hmm. So even if they're ungodly uh, people that are the law enforcement mm-hmm. um, agents, mm-hmm. they are to be respected, supported, and obeyed while on duty. Mm-hmm. So we have, like you say, in, in these days, they were not on duty and they've mm-hmm. done something. I don't know how they are reprimanded or judged by their, you know, their system on the inside of the system for, for doing things or how it's upheld or not. But You mean if they was off duty? Yeah. When they did something that killed someone. So when you think about it, he says, thou shalt not commit adultery. So now your neighbor is your wife. Or husband, your neighbor is also your neighbor's wife, and your neighbor, the male or female, doesn't matter what it is, but you're now offending or going or, or doing ill against your neighbor. And so, if you're thinking about your neighbor, not not, and the the problem we have is, and that's what Paul is trying to tell them about not satisfying your flesh. Not giving in to your uh, 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 desires, your carnal mind desires, because if you love your neighbor as yourself, you wouldn't want to hurt your neighbor because you don't want to be hurt. And it's amazing how liars don't need to be lied to or lied on. They hate to be lied on, and a murderer don't want to die. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> you know, you remember those demons that was in in, in the man in, in the man uh, 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 that was terrorizing the man. The man was tormented, and guess what they told Jesus? How you come to torment us before that? Yeah, they didn't want to die. <laughs> they don't want to be tormented, but they they tormented this young man all his life. But the first thing when they saw Jesus, what they said? Why you come to torment us before that? They don't want to be tormented. <laughs> and so if we love ourselves enough and we think about loving God, we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves. So now we don't want to hurt. We don't want to uh, offend anybody because I don't want to be offended. And so if if, if, if somebody, uh, 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 I can... I have the the right to slap them back because they slapped me first. But because I don't want them to feel what I felt in that slap, I refuse to do it. 
because I love my neighbor as myself. I don't want them to feel what I'm feeling. And so when I hear parents who uh, meet the murderer of their child and say, I forgive them, you know that's God. (laughs) Because they tell me that that's the worst hurt you can have. We've, we've seen families, we've, we've seen families whose lives have been disrupted by that. And so, so but, but God has an opportunity to show the world that his love is in, 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 in action right now. Because we know, we know it's not our own love that have us to love somebody. Yeah, so I I I think what we uh, see when the instance where a person is forgiven is that that that's a witness, that's a good witness for the Lord that they will bring in they that the hearts will be uh, touched, people will be touched. Somebody may get saved behind that, but then we have a whole lot of people when somebody kills them. Now we don't know what we would do if that happened to us. So. I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but there's a whole lot of a, a whole lot of people will say I would never forgive them for that, and that is spoken out, you know, on the news. I would never forgive them for that. So, what type of witness is that? And and you know because uh, because. What happens a lot of times is we get so empathetic with them in their hurting stage, we just sometimes we just look over it and say, Hey, that's you. That's the way you feel. And 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 uh but if they're not saved, even if they're saved, they might still be bitter. Yeah. And so so it's God then have to work in them. And sometimes God does that to work out of us some stuff that's in us. And so, so when we see or hear that, our our thing is then to now to pray that God would give them that kind of love, that He would that they would find the love of God to be able to now to forgive that person, because that's the only way you can. You can't forgive that kind of pain in this flesh. You can't. It's gonna take a copy. It's gonna it's gonna take a copy. And she, and she said, Don't call me Naomi. So I'm thinking of the right. So Chris, I'm just saying people who love God can get, get bitter oh, yeah. with some things, but mm-hmm. she didn't stay that way. Mm-hmm. That immediate mm-hmm. you know, her feelings was mm-hmm. you know, she voiced it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't even call me Naomi. Yeah. And so that is the debt, the not loving. Mm-hmm. That is the debt when it's talking about it in the scripture. Yeah. Oh, no man, anything, we always looking at it as, oh, like something you want to pay back or whatever. But God is saying that we should love. And so if we don't love, it's a debt mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a debt on, mm-hmm. if I don't love, it's a debt on me. Mm-hmm. And that's what that scripture is talking about, it's a debt. 
is on us if we don't love. Yeah, you always got to love. Something you, that's what I'm saying. You always got to pay. <laughs> you always have to pay. You have to pay. And it says this love worketh no ill, says Nate. So if you if you thought about anything to do to your neighbor and it causes them ill, you ought to refrain from it. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you feel they deserve it. <laughs> Even if you feel they want they want, they they deserve it. And because you want God to get the glory out of your actions. And so love don't work towards doing ill to people. Some people, that's all they want to do is they scheme up stuff. Uh, let me see if I can get them to do this. I'm a, I, I know we can get that. I'm going to know we're going to get them angry. I'll just do this. I know we're going to. It's crazy that they have nothing else to do than trying to see you fall. Family member, but they couldn't get to them. Mm-hmm. So I've had my property ruined, and I've had my car functioning. I've had it had it keyed, and because I've had somebody else. Stuff, yeah, happened uh, uh, to my household, and things broke broken because they couldn't get to the person they wanted to get to. So I don't know if that's anything anyone else has wow. experienced, but heard of. But yeah, I, if I can't get you. If I can't get them, I'm gonna I'm get I'm gonna get you. Mm-hmm. Done absolutely nothing but try to love, but you know a lot of things that uh, uh, happen in, in that manner. Trying to get to a person they love, they can't get to that person. Well, they so they're trying they to get, get to yeah. a person that that person loves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they cause them harm. <clears throat> and you know that is such a normal thing in the world system. Because if you watch if you watch the part of any movie, the main person, if somebody come against that person, they're gonna get their child, they're gonna get their wife, they're gonna get anything that they know that person loves. Right, right. And they'll go after that to trap that person to get what they want to get out of. So, so Satan has developed that scheme, and the world knows it, so they even put it in movies. Mm-hmm. Every, just about every plot you see in a the movie, they go. You know that that person has a child. Mm-hmm. The enemy's gonna go after that child, or if they don't go after the child, they're gonna have a situation. So, hey. yeah. So 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 when you when you in church, if you love to sing in the choir, guess what the devil gonna try to do? Mess with you in the choir because <laughs> he knows. That's something you want to do. That's, he knows that's something you want to do. So he can help. He would have somebody in the choir to mess with you. So you know, oh, I ain't gonna be in that choir. And then he said, like, oh yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So we got to be aware. That's why Paul said, be don't be ignorant of the device of Satan. Mm-hmm. Know his his crafty and, and carnal ways and how he tried to manipulate things. Mm-hmm. No, if you if God then anoint you to be in that choir, no matter what comes up, be in that choir. You ain't gotta be there every week, but be in that choir. 
let the Lord know that I appreciate what you're giving me, and I'm going to serve you no matter what. But love don't do evil, hallelujah, to anybody, to his neighbor. Now, he ain't even talking about your uh, your brothers and sisters. He's talking <laughs> about the neighbor. So, so, he, so, so, because Paul said uh, to one church, uh, 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 be kindly affectionate to uh, be kind to all people, mm-hmm. especially those of the household of faith, right? <laughs> and so, so we have to make sure that we don't allow any of these things to come in us. Where we 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 uh, it says that if there be any other commandments, it is briefly comprehended in this saying. Namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as yourself. The 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 uh, uh, the assumption is we love ourselves good. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say it like that. the The assumption is that we know how to love ourselves. Uh, 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 we 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 have a good pure love for ourselves, and so. Uh, uh, um, I was going to uh, get some excerpt from uh, Bishop's book, A Word on Love, but I, I didn't, uh, didn't have a chance to get that, get that book so we can uh, look, look at that. But we got to know what the love of God is. The love of God is not selfish. Does not think about itself. Don't think about what's in it for me. How is this going to benefit me? And, 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 and uh, in order for me to get up, I got to kick somebody down. That's not love. Because the same uh, uh, people you pass on your way up, you're going to see them on the way down. And they go, and, they go, and the, the sight going up is so different. Sight coming down. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a whole, it's a whole different look on your way, on your way down. So you're going to need them folks on your way down because what goes up much on them. Get uh, clear on the fact of loving your neighbor as yourself. So it's really if we are in right standing with God and really love that just not just a wide open thing right there. Loving you could be a Christian, but if you are really not um, really loving God or have a relationship with God the way you should, do that still falls in the bracket of loving your neighbor as yourself because really, actually you're really not loving yourself if you don't have that relationship. So it's, it, this word is kind of talking to those who are Christians who have a relationship with God. That's, is that right? Yes. Okay. All the talking to yeah, believers okay. in the church. At Rome. Not just believers, but those who who really um, uh, have a relationship with them. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about somebody who's been, who's been born again, yeah. When I say believers, I mean somebody who's been born again, somebody who's a child of God. Yeah, yeah. And practice, that's something what I'm talking about, and practice, because, you know, you have Christians that don't practice. Yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. Okay. No, but we can't say that person. 
Right. Not saying that. Because no. now, now you're saying that we all got purpose. No, no. No. That's not what I'm saying. So it's I don't know. Good. Is that what no, you're saying? No, no. I'm just saying there are those that are in Christ and uh-huh. they're perfected. But as according to this, what we've been saying, they don't follow that. But in other words, if you do it to me, I'm going to do it to you. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to let you do this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get even with you. Right. Well, you think I'm just going to take that? But yet, they're professing Christ, mm-hmm. but they're not walking in it in mm-hmm. that respect. Right. So that's what I hear. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so what happens is, uh, what you just say that they say tells you who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that shows how we need to grow, continue to grow in the Lord. Yeah. Because this word can change us. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. as we walk thereof and as we profess, mm-hmm. because many times in many areas our eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. We don't understand that mm-hmm. because uh, we were when we were in the world, that's what we heard, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. But yet we're coming out of it, but we still got growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, yeah, so, that's so right. When, so when we hear our responsibility is to reveal the truth to them, the true word of God. When you find somebody that, that's, uh, if you, if you've got a spiritual, we're starting spiritual. Our association, what we become involved in. Because we can, as Christians walking in the word, if we get uh, become associated with those with certain ideas, you know, that doesn't line up with the word, well, you know, we can miss the mark also. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see that twofold. Yeah, yeah, twofold. Yeah. You might be the voice that yeah. you need. Now, we can't allow them to pull us with them. But those who are spiritual, <laughs> but those who are spiritual, and you find yourself in a company of people who constantly reject the will of God, mm-hmm. and you need to make sure you don't. Yes, right. <laughs> because uh, if you are not influencing them, yeah. they're going to be influencing you. Coming from it, it got to be coming from the heart, 
and you've got to really be born again to go back in the club to get somebody out of the club. There are people that say they go back in there to pull someone out. But the thing is, that's got to be something that God is telling you to do. And so that is that is just one example um, that you just can't just be fooling around with in and everything. And once you um, get to where you can't handle going in there, then you need to pull on up out of there. Yeah, yeah. Amen. God bless you. We're, we're, we're talking about Romans, the 13th chapter. And uh, talking about oh no man love, but to love. Uh, the only death we should have is to make sure we love everybody at all times. Uh, uh, if, if we owe anything, don't let it be uh, that bill that you didn't pay. But let it be love because uh, love is the foundation of everything because God is love. And if you do not love, if you don't love, you don't know God because God is love. Amen? Any comment? No? No. Um. So um, the next thing we'll start at verse 11, verse 11, which talks about, and that's the last part of the chapter, it talks about 12 commands relating, regulating Christian conduct before God. And we talk about the leaders, how every uh, soul is subject to the high power. We talk about how we should treat uh, those in authority, how we should respond to our neighbors, how we respond to our, our brothers and sisters in church. Now we're talking about how do we conduct ourselves before God. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, at, we we got to make sure that after we do all the things to everybody else, how we're responding to God. How are we really living this life? And, and this is the foundation because if we do that, then we'll know how to treat our neighbor as ourselves. And because uh, the commandment is to love the Lord thy God and then love your neighbor. Because if you love God, you're going to love your neighbor. And you don't want no harm come to anybody because God is love. And love, uh, you know, back in the day they had uh, the hippie generation, they called it love. They had the, uh, the little circle with the three things in the middle of it. Uh, they thought that was just getting high and living free and don't have to pay no bills and all that, all that kind of crazy stuff, right? But free, that's what they call it, free love. Whoever you want to be with, you be with. You can't be. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we thank God that he brought us through all of that stuff. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're still here. Thank God for, you know, every time I see a celebrity that is hooked on on drugs, and I see these commercials with COPD, these people who uh, can't hardly breathe, I think about how God loved me so much. 
that in 1975, he took the taste out of my mouth. Because it had not been for the Lord, so go I. And so when I think it, I, I just have to magnify his name every day when I see it. It could have been Oh, glory. But God loved me enough whew, to rescue me. I tried for years to stop. <laughs> but God. And so when we think about how much God loves us, she us from stuff that could have us in a whole nother place. That our lives, we could be on the street corners right now. Can be looking for the next fix somewhere. What God? Ooh. Oh my God. Oh, I don't do everything right, but I love the Lord. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. In our right And no clothing. Just alone without a friend. Just another number with a tragic end. But he didn't let by his grace and his power keep on keeping me. I just want to say thank you. Hallelujah. I thank him. I just don't know. I thank him. And so now let's raise our offering. Let's uh, give our offering. If you need an envelope, I have them to a friend here. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give your offering. Father God, we thank you for this uh, time to give. We ask you to bless this offering. Bless those who have it to give, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for what you've given to us. For you so love us, you gave us your son to die for our sins and a debt that we don't have to pay. Hallelujah. Because Jesus paid it all. We thank you. We praise you. So now we want to make sure we love you and love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. We praise you. Bless us often, O oh God. Multiply it. Let it go forth. Thank you for the souls that are going to be saved. Your lives are going to be changed by it in Jesus' name. And Father God, dismiss us from this place, God, but never from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you.